This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday. I have my friend Hunter from the Captain's Collective on with me today. We got, uh, I put it out on my social media, uh, asked if anyone had any topics for How To Tuesday, anybody had any suggestions. One of the ones that caught my eye was how to, how, how can I best book a guide for my next fishing trip? And so that's kind of a complicated question. It seems like an easy question, but it's not. So I called Hunter to see if he might have some perspective on this, and we can kind of just kind of talk through it a little bit. Um, Hunter, you're interviewing tons of of the very best uh, legendary guides on your podcast, which I very much enjoy, by the way. You're doing a great job on that. Um, what would you say to that question? Like, what, what's the best way to book a guide? Yeah. So I, I kind of wrote down a couple notes when we talked about it. Um, the first thing that I, I would warn everybody on is not being fooled by what I'd call smoke and mirrors. So just because somebody looks legit on Instagram or Facebook, or they have a really great website, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily legit. So I'm not saying that it, it's bad if those things look good. And I'm not saying that if somebody has a good Instagram or website, that makes them some sort of poser. Uh, but you just you don't want to be mistaken that there are a lot of great guides out there who don't necessarily have the the coolest, most professional looking Instagram accounts and websites. And there's a lot of uh, guys and girls out there who have great online personalities, but might not actually be what you need or what you're looking for when it comes to getting out on the water. So that's the first the first point Man, I would lead with. That's that's a very good point because. Like early, early on when, um, when websites were, were first becoming a tool that you could use, um, the guys that were fishing all the time didn't really have time to be designing websites and the guys that were, that had time to design their, their website weren't really fishing all the time. So it was almost kind of like the, the fancier, the glitzier, the nicer, the website 
that was kind of like a red flag in the early days. Now, of course, it's become much easier to design websites. It's become much easier to manage your social media profiles. And some guys are doing both very, very, very well. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, um, just be careful. It, it's not not always as it appears. Yeah. And don't don't rule somebody out just because they only have X amount of Instagram followers. Um and so that's that kind of brings me to my next point, which is that personal experience and referrals are king. I think that the reviews from people uh, that you know, that you have connections with, uh, are going to be the most helpful thing. And great guides often build their business off of a, a word of mouth. And it takes years for them to develop the reputations. And some are young, some are old, some have you know, great websites and social media, and some don't, but all of them, all the great guides have good reputations, and they have repeat clients. And so if you can, I would rely first and foremost on word of mouth. Yeah, for sure. Some of the best guides are people you've never heard of, because there's they do zero advertising, and they're booked for life. You know, so you may not, they may not have a giant reputation, but that, like you say, it has nothing to do with their their ability to to put you on fish or show you a good time. Yeah. And that brings me to another good point, which is to try to book in advance as far as you can, because a lot of great guides often have pretty filled up schedules. So whenever you realize you're on a trip or you're wanting to go target a certain species, you know, go ahead and try to book that trip out as far as you can so that you can get with a good guide. And it's not some sort of last minute at the dock type thing. And And I'll also say that if if you if you do find a great guide and and he or she is booked, uh, I would recommend you asking them for a referral um, because they'll know the guides in their area and they'll know who's legit and who's not legit, and uh, they're putting their stamp on it and they'll likely point you in a good direction because you know they're the one actually referring you. Right, that's a really good point. Um, what else you got? So I got look at various sites like TripAdvisor and Yelp, mm. where you can see reviews from from various customers. Uh, just a side note that websites like Fishing Booker, those types of websites are different than just a, an organic review website. Uh, those websites are trying to promote captains to you and then try to get a cut off of that. And so I really like and I think the most helpful websites are the ones that uh, people can just leave reviews and you can do a Google search of the guide's name. I just encourage people to try to do their homework. And when you're on these review sites, uh, you know, it's a different thing than social media in, in a website. Social media in a website is here's what I'm saying about me. And then some of these websites are great tools because it's actually what clients and people who have been with them are saying about them. Mm. And I would just take it with a grain of salt because you could have had somebody who came on and had unrealistic or unreasonable expectations. And so you want to keep that in mind, maybe with some of the reviews, but uh, I really encourage people do your homework and try to try to actually take the time, you know, you're going to be spending a good amount of money. Um, you don't want to necessarily go cheap and you're going to be spending a good amount of money and it's, you're giving it a whole day or maybe even a few days you want to do your homework. Right. And I would add to that, that, um, you also in doing your homework, you want to have reasonable expectations of, of your own skills and what you want to do. So somebody might want to catch a lot of fish. They don't necessarily care what that is. They'd be plenty happy with catching 50 Jack Cravels. They'd be happier catching 50 Jack Cravels than they would be catching one tarpon, 
right? Because Mm -hmm. they're not at that stage in their fishing career. And I have a lot of people that ask me for referrals. And that's always the first thing that I'm, that I ask them is like, well, what do you want to do and who you're taking? And like, are you taking your son fishing? That's never been fishing before. The last, the last thing you want to do is have him sit on the cooler all day long while you stand there with a fly rod in his hand, in your hand, hoping you get a shot at a tarpon. He ends up sunburned. He didn't have fun. Like, no, you want to go out there. You want to bend the rod. You want to show him that this thing, this is, super fun the the fly fishing for tarpon will come later once once he's already interested and so what i always say is like communication is king like when you call these guys that you have their numbers you need to tell them look i am not an expert fisherman or whatever wherever you are maybe you are an expert fisherman but you want to take someone who's not for the first time you need to tell them look i'm bringing my son he's eight years old And uh, we really just want to have a good time. We want to bend the rod. And that is a great opportunity for that guide to say, okay, well, you're looking at dates squarely in the middle of my tarpon season. That's not the kind of fishing that I'm doing that time of the year. And I'm going to send you over to my buddy, Mark, who specializes in family fishing trips. He's set up for it. He's got all the right tackle. Trust me, he's going to be a better person than I am right now. I appreciate you calling and all that, but this guy is going to be your best bet because that's what he does. So just being, you know, open and uh, and telling whoever it is that you're you're kind of interviewing here is really what you're doing. Is this mm-hmm. going to be the best person for me? And you could have guys that have world-class reputations and they are fantastic at whatever it is that they're good at, but they may not be the best choice for you on that day and your goals for the day. Like if you want, um, I don't know, David Mangum to take you um, fishing for Jack Cravels in the middle of tarpon season, if he ended up with that trip, he might not be very happy about it, right? Like, no, he's yeah. a hardcore tarpon guy. Like, what? How did it? How did these people end up on the boat? And I, I'm not picking on David. I'm just saying I know that he's he wants to catch as many tarpon on flies he possibly can. He wants to do it a certain way, and he's particular, and he has a clientele that loves that. And if all of a sudden a spin fisherman, you know, gets on the boat, David's not going to be happy about it. It's probably not going to be a great day for the spin fisherman. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's yeah, somebody yeah, else. There's somebody else that may run a bay boat, maybe maybe runs a little slightly different type of boat that you know doesn't mind throwing the cast net in the morning and and getting some bait and um and you could have a remarkable day. So when you're you're doing the homework both on you know the trip advisor and all of that for a guide that is has a stellar reputation. But does he do the kind of fishing that you want to be doing on that day? And um, then, you know, also do the homework when you're asking your friends at the cocktail party. Like, do you know any guides down in Key West or do you know any guides here or there? I'm taking my son down there and I just want to have an action packed trip. It doesn't matter what we catch. I just want to make sure we get plenty of action. There's tons of trips like that. And that one to me is the most important because you're bringing a young person into the sport. And that is the opportunity for you to either hook them to where they're just completely attached to the sport for the rest of their life if you show them a great experience, or, man, that is ultra boring. 
you know, I don't want to do that again. I got sunburned. It wasn't fun. You know, that that to me, I think, is the most important. And and it's all about communication on both. The, Absolutely. I mean, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about how guides should communicate with their anglers. But that responsibility also when when someone's listening to a podcast like this, trying to get the best guide for their for their trip, that responsibility also lands with the angler like you need to learn yeah. how to communicate so that you get the trip that you want you know you don't want to book a, a destination that's so technical and so difficult that you're not going to have fun maybe you're not to yeah. that point in your fishing career yet um so just you know talking communicating is the best way and and telling and, somebody i would rather you know it can it goes both ways you're like look i'm coming down there to fly fish for permit I don't, I only want to fly fish for permit. I don't care if the tarpon fishing is really good. I am going to stand there with a fly rod in my hand. I understand I'm going to miss lots of other opportunities. I'm not interested in spin fishing for snappers. I'm not interested in action. I only want this. Are you my guy? Like, is that what you're mm-hmm. also into, you know? And if the guide's like, yeah, that's what I do. I specialize in fly fishing for permit. You guys are a match made in heaven. Go for it. But if you're kind of on the other side, you're like, look, I would rather catch 50 fish of any species than stand there on the deck trying to catch one all week long. Okay, cool. And there's certain times of the year also if 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 the guy's saying I could come down next week or I could come down next month or I could come down in five months. You tell me when I can get the most action so that I can bring my son. And he's like, oh, well, as soon as the first couple of cold fronts come through, then the bait all changes. And, you know, that's when we catch the most species. And I'm not, you know, out there trying to catch a tarpon every day. You know, there may be a different time of the year. There may be um, other opportunities that if you just communicate then those opportunities will be kind of uh, revealed to you. Yeah. And one of the things that from traveling around and hanging out with different captains, a lot of them get really frustrated when somebody's not realistic about their expectations, but also being realistic too about their own capabilities. Because if you say that you can cast a certain distance or you have experience doing something, but you really don't, or you really, you're, you're exaggerating it, you're setting that guide up to not be able to plan a trip that is really going to work with you. And so if you're a newer, let's just say that you're fly fishing and you're new to it. And the only time that you've ever casted 80 feet is in a yard just say that so that when that guide is making decisions about where to take you, what the day is going to look like. And uh, that guide actually might say, Hey, honestly, if you're really new to fly fishing, I'm going to recommend my buddy because he's really good at coaching people. So you really want to be honest with them. And then another quick side note, and and you know this, but uh, you want to make sure that these guys are actually licensed and insured. And if you have any hesitations there, you need to check, check that out. You can, email the Coast Guard, try to get some information. They should be able to prove those those credentials because you don't want to go out with somebody who's not licensed and in, insured. And just because somebody has a account on a social media or website doesn't mean that they're actually a captain. And and that's that is an important part, especially with kids. So, you know, you, you want to do your homework and you want to be honest up front. Man, that's all good. All good advice. So uh, first of all, check out Hunter's podcast, Captain's Collective. Um, you're on Waypoint Collective, right? Just like I yep. am. So a lot of those people, yep. a lot of people are listening right there. You can find it um, 
by searching iTunes or anywhere else, I'm sure. But also, great advice, man. Those are That's some great advice for anyone, uh, guides and anglers included. I think it all comes down to communication. But some people, you know, need to know what's involved in that communication. I think we went over a lot of great points. If you've got suggestions, hit me up, saltwater or podcast at saltwaterexperience.com is the email address. And this is a, this is a very important theme, how to get the best fishing trip that you possibly can, how to find the best guide that you can possibly find. This is a, this, this deserves many podcasts. So if you have ways of extending this conversation, suggestions, otherwise, I'd like to hear from you and uh, Hunter, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. All right. See you.